This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital episode of another digital citizen. Um, my name is Fro. Uh, with me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. It's uh, 175. Uh, this week's episode. Uh, yeah. This num- <laughs> yeah. 175. <laughs> 175. Nothing special about it. Uh, but uh, you need to dress me in a better way now. Because I'm a filmmaker, I'm a producer, and uh, I'm a documentarian, so you need to address me in a special way. Right, I guess so. Uh, mm-hmm. Director Fro, I don't think that's. Mm-hmm. I don't think you put director before the person's name. I don't think that's how <laughs> that works. Because uh, I I didn't get hacked or anything yesterday. No, not me. Hey, Frode, I see you shoot documentary films just to let your production company know about my screenplay project, Diamond of Hope. That's one of the messages I got yesterday. <clears throat> Through that, my friend, I see maybe you need a cameraman for your next movie. My name is uh, Blank Blank, and I've been involved with a lot of independent documentaries. I would love to talk to you about your next movie. Could we call later today? That's one of the messages. Um, a third message here is, Hi, my name is Blank Blank. Uh, hello, I'm in contact with you for your new <laughs> documentary. Uh, have you thought about location? My company, blah, 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 specialize in locations. and would love to work with your newest project. And are you are you ready for, for the name of my newest project? Okay. Wild Africa, the, <laughs> the dark side of poaching. <laughs> say that. Say that all again. You were laughing, so I couldn't understand. Like I, I got one word: I'm poaching out of the whole thing. Okay, and we would love to work with you with your newest project, Wild Africa, the dark side of poaching. So you you do realize where this is probably all coming from, right? <laughs> Yes, You've made the connection as to where... I, I have I have made the connection, and, and I will tell the audience why I made the connection a little later, because I have more to tell you. We are located in Johannesburg. Here is my, ma- my mail address, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Dear Sir Frode, <laughs> I'm a female uh, 
name here, blah, blah, blah. I'm an actor, and she sent me a, a lot of screenshots. And I, I was looking at the screenshots, and I go, hmm, she looks fucking familiar. And um, guess what I did? I did a little Google search, and she's been in, in a movie. I don't know if you heard of this movie. It's called Vultures of Horror. See, I knew that this is exactly what it was <laughs> when I got the message that said, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Rob. <laughs> You're just like laughing over the uh, I love this. Uh, yeah, I knew that's exactly <sighs> what it was. It didn't, it didn't even take me more than one second to figure out that's where it was coming from. And I, it wasn't even but my account. <laughs> And, and 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 that's the title of the show, Wild Africa, the Dark Side of Poaching. That is, that is uh, the, the episode title. It has to be the episode title because that's that's the name of my new documentary, according to people on the internet. Right. What was Ooh. the name of the other movie that they had they uh, that they had sent in the one message? It was Diamonds of Hope. Or something. Yes. So that's. Yeah. I knew we automatically. I'm like, okay, okay, Africa. That's clearly <laughs> what is like. And then I automatically, okay, movies, Africa. What have we done lately that has to do with that? And it was very obvious. So, do you think that yeah. that guy hacked you? I think that guy hacked me, Luke. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, you did message him, so he did. He knew. He knew your account. He knew, yeah. So, yes. like, yeah, he knew, he had all the information, and uh, maybe he was like, maybe he thought you were some kind of actual producer because you sent him the thing, and he thought you were gonna put his movie on TV. Remember, because he was a little confusing, yes, because yes. he didn't know the best yes. English. So he thought you were probably a real producer or something <laughs> for like a TV <laughs> network in Norway. Oh, my documentary, Wild Africa: The Dark Side of Poaching. Oh. What a fantastic documentary. Are you looking forward to be a producer? Because I'm not doing it myself, that's for sure. Oh yeah, you're going to need some help, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, what a weird week. Uh, I've been in the hospital, I have been really, really, really sick. <laughs> Uh, that's not 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 as fun as this. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I've been tremendously sick. I and uh, people that know knows me uh, from uh, where I am at the the Looney Bin or the mental hospital has said to me that they've never seen me this sick before. So I guess that's something. Hmm. That's... I guess I, I I guess I needed to be here then. <laughs> right. Yeah. If they're saying that, uh, but everything's going all right. Uh, other than that. yeah, much yeah. much better. Okay, much good. much better. Yes. Uh, the two last days are are been tremendously, and uh, uh, I'm getting the help I'm I'm needing. That's one of the things that I I told uh, Bill on. Uh, 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 the uh, wrestling podcast. Uh, I suddenly forgot the name of that wrestling show. Is that inside of here? It's like you meet lawyers, you meet doctors, you meet plumbers, you meet people from all sides of society. And I think uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest has destroyed 
a lot of people's like profession, uh, like view on what society uh, psychiatry really is. Guess what, Fro? You didn't say mm. that on that wrestling show. You said that on this show last week. <laughs> oh well, I said it both. Both. Oh, okay. Then. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this sounds like deja vu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last week. Uh, we need we need another episode about that then. Deja vu because we never talked about that. Go back and listen. Right, we never. Wait, and we I think we did, but there's some topics <laughs> that we did at the very beginning of another digital citizen that I feel like we could go back and do again. But maybe we'll yeah. think about that in the future. Maybe we'll do that for like a special show, like 300 or so, you know what I mean, something. Uh, or I mean 200, not 300. You know what I mean? Do 200 where we. <laughs> We do like a, well, a main topic where we revisit some topics we've did in the past. Do you know? Uh, do you know what we're going to do in episode two hundred? We're going to do the same thing we did in episode hundred. We're we're going to have a tournament uh, of our best title because that's what we 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 had then, and now we have a hundred more shows, and we can have another tournament. So maybe of, year four podcast we could do my yeah. idea i mean there's plenty of other yeah. times we could do it but it's an it's an idea for the future go back and revisit some I, i'd like to do sleep again we, we'd kind of buzz through that one. Oh yeah yeah there's a few things we could redo yeah if, if we, we get to I, I it's not it's not because we are lazy and have a lack of uh, things to talk to we uh, talk about i mean Today, today, Luke told me about this fantastic uh, new time traveling thing. Uh, conspiracy about, theory, uh, right? Yes, conspiracy theory. Tell the audience a little about it. Oh, I don't want to give too much away because I'd like to. I think we're going to do it in like a month. I want to do it probably mm. the week after we do our interview with the author. But it's a conspiracy theory that D Donald and or Baron Trump, both or maybe one or the other is a time traveler, right? Mm, da, da, da. Okay, let's get into the news. As a, a Cuba medical mystery defense state department turns a new scientific panel for answers. What is this all about? All right, follow up again to the Cuban medical mystery. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we talk, we talked about this for many weeks now. Well, it's been kind of a big... Uh, it's been news since, it says here, first made public 2017. So, uh, you know, it's been at least a year and a half, if not two years already, that we've been talking mm -hmm. about this. Um, it says scientists investigating what affected health of dozens of U.S. government personnel stationed in Cuba have a variety of theories. Uh, everything from surveillance technology gone awry to weaponry involving microwaves and sound. Uh, and we also covered crickets, which they say in this article, but we're not going to get to it because it's a pretty long article. Uh, it says here that they have been struggling to find scientific answers for the Cuban mystery since late 2016, when the U.S. personnel at the U.S. Embassy in Havana began a report of a constel constellation of symptoms that appeared to start after hearing unusual noises. Uh, symptoms including dizziness, hearing loss, difficulty concentrating. Uh, it says here, uh, scientists have examined the personnel and are deeply divided on the cause of the injury. And of course, last year, 
scientists in Pennsylvania concluded personal examination of the evidence. Uh, there was evidence of mild traumatic brain tra uh, injury, not trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, where does it say the new thing? It says here... Uh, why can I not find it? Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking for it, too. It was... Oh, here it is. Um... No, that's not it. The Mayan group, which prevented their fightings last fall, concluded the injuries were some type of neuroweapon. Mm-hmm. The government deal... The government has a great deal of in-house scientific expert expertise in various agencies. Uh, the experts very quickly to look at these complex subjects. Uh, John Holdren, who has served for eight years as a science advisor of pre uh, as president oh for President Barack Obama. So that's who is doing this. It says here. Oh, here it is. The State Department has turned to outside expertise to look at the Cuba incident. Um, an independent panel of elite scientists who often advise the government on issues of national security, uh, yet the department has also faced criticism from Congress for failing to initially engage uh, the CDC, which is now uh, reviewing the incidents. So we are, now there's this outside agency and the CDC is both looking into this now. Uh, and they're saying, uh, as far as the crickets, remember that was kind of the last thing we talked about? Mm -hmm. It says, neither of the papers that have been published in uh, on this subject, meaning that or the one about uh, sonic weapons, neither have been published in peer-reviewed journals, uh, long considered a pre prerequisite for proper scientific research. So they still have no idea what this whole thing's all about. That's the, that's the gist of the story. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of what what we said. It's it's definitely not crickets. We don't believe that story. That's for sure. Uh, but it's it's so weird. It's, it's it's a weird story. Like when they seek outside counsel, it means that they are um, they're worried about something. Would you be worried if it really was crickets? Would you seek outside help if it really was crickets? Right. I think they've given up on that. I think that was a theory, and then I think everybody laughed at that. And like it said, it hasn't yeah. even been peer-reviewed. So nobody's even taken the time to peer-review that. I think it was just laughable. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it was brought out maybe to kind of like try to stem the looking into it while they try to figure it out. But, you know, I'm guessing... We're doing it to ourselves. Is my gut feeling right now? Is that yeah? We're doing it to our own people and then blaming blaming it on Cuba. Uh, yeah. That's my gut feeling. I, I have no evidence of that, but that's what I'm feeling right now. So, but who knows? And who knows what's causing it? But I would say it's probably some kind of sonic device or something like that. Is what it looks like to me. Oh, we are conspiracy theorists. Oh, I mean, this is just a weird go. story. Who I know it's not mm. crickets. Also, that, like that's the silliest <laughs> one. When when the natural explanation is the silliest explanation, then you're kind of like <laughs> left in the dark a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, 
Let's talk about uh, the worst website in the whole fucking world. Norwaytoday.info. Never, never, never go there. It's a terrible, terrible website. But uh, it's uh, the only place where I found this. Uh, posted by uh, Gerard Taylor. Russia accused Norway of advancing military buildup, which according to Moscow leads to increased risk of military action, said Reuters news agency. You you checked that this was a real thing because we never used this website before because it's shit. Um, Reuters cited spokesman Maria Sakharov of the Russian Foreign Ministry said uh, Moscow has been following developments while the NATO country Norway has become increasingly active in helping the alliance build up its military presence in the Arctic region. No shit. Uh, Sakharov emphasized what she called a Norwegian plan to equip a port near Tromsø so uh, uh, accommodate nuclear submarines. Did you know about this? Hmm. Contrary to historical traditions uh, that are about neighborhood and cooperation in the Arctic, Oslo continues to step up the tension and increase the risk of military action. This will not go unanswered, Sakharov told the president in Moscow on Thursday. Russia will take every possible step to maintain its own security, she added. Yay. Okay. So, um, they're talking about our military, right? Not your military, mm. necessarily. Mm, yeah. That's what it's sounding. They don't really say that in here, but, um, yeah, this was from Reuters. I checked that out, so... Uh, they're... This isn't really new. They're just it's, uh, it's a continuation of them saying, "Hey, don't put all these troops on our border, otherwise we're gonna do something about it." Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, this is just. A, I mean, I've been saying this. Seems like we've been talking about this since the very beginning of this podcast. Just because I remember one of the first. I don't know. Within the first ten episodes, I want to say we talked about the U.S. troops uh, coming into Norway. So that was mm-hmm. like three years ago, and now this is just kind of the natural progression. So, yeah, uh, I'm 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 sad about it. Uh, it's it's kind of. It's kind of uh, I feel that our relationship with Russia is very tense right now, and it's all thanks to America. So, but I, I mean, we we can also blame ourselves. I mean, we we are allies of you, and allowing you to be so present in our country that is so near the border of Russia. I mean. It's um, it's kind of a, a, a we are a little like between the fire and the hardwood if you understand what I mean. Right. We're a little like from where we're we're getting pressure from from both uh, both sides definitely. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I'm not in love with this to to say it mildly. Uh. Elon Omar apologized for anti-Semitic tweets about APAC. What is this all about? 
Uh, on Monday, she apologized for what critics viewed as anti-Semitic comments made by the Minnesota freshman Democrat over the weekend. The apology came a day after she posted a pair of tweets suggesting political support for Israel, in, uh, political support in America for Israel is driven by money from American Jews. Um, is it, where else would it come from? <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's maybe the way it's said. Uh, well, I'll continue. Omar is one of two Muslim American women who were elected to Congress last year in the midterms, uh, along with Rashida Talib of Michigan. Both have been ad oh, vocal advocates for the Palestinian and oh the Palestinians and support the boycott defend, uh, the BDS movement. Um. In response, Omar tweeted, uh, oh, right, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, is, is his real name's McCarthy? Wow, okay. Said last week <laughs> that he would take action to discipline the two, although it is unclear what he could do. Uh, in response, Omar tweeted, it's all about the Benjamin's baby uh, slang for large sums of money in response to another Twitter post questioning who thinks... Uh, uh, who Omar thinks is paying American politicians to be pro-Israel. Uh, the congressman answered APAC, uh, the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, which is a powerful lobby that organizes conferences and congressional trips. So APAC is a lobby for Israel that's paid for, that, that does give money to campaigns in America. So that's what mm. she was referencing, is a actual thing that does give American money to people to lobby for Israel. So that's what she was talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it can sound maybe a little anti-Semitic on, on, the, on the first look of it. I, I don't really read it as anti-Semitic when the explanation is given. But I can understand that people that don't know the history of it can um, uh, maybe think it's anti-Semitic? Well, the confusion, I think, is is uh, pretty clear when uh, the, the separation between the uh, religious aspects and then a country, the country of Israel, uh, criticizing the government of Israel is not criticizing a religion. It's criticizing right. a country, a country's government, and then to use the the use to say anytime you criticize a government that it's uh, anti, it's against some t against a religion. Um, it it it's a it's a way to twist something so that you can never be blamed. This is it's it's just like uh, blaming Russia on everything. You just mm. as soon as you get in trouble for something and peop, you somebody points out hey this is bad which is what she did she said hey this lobbying firm is y using it this money to uh support people who are gonna uh who are gonna do whatever it takes to support israel even though they're doing bad things so she uh it's like the it's like the russia thing in that Hillary Clinton and the Democrats did do bad things. That was what it was in the WikiLeaks email. But don't pay attention to that, Russia. It, it's, the, it's just like that. Oh, yeah, she said some things that actually made sense, but 
anti-Semitism. You know what I mean? It's a way to discredit somebody uh, just right off the bat. And it, it is an easy way to just conflate things, to confuse the two, a country and a religion. Uh, mm. Right. And the, I don't think to say... The, I, I don't think in any way um, criticizing Israel is criticizing Judaism. Do you? No. <laughs> right. No, no. So I think that's where... I, I don't the thing is I think people who hear about this and just read about it and or watch it on CNN or MSNBC or Fox they'll get confused about it but the people who are actually saying this stuff or writing it in the news they know what the real story is they're just they're just making it uh they're they're making it o over the top to you know it's the news they need to sell newspapers they need to get clicks on their websites and everything else so it's kind of funny. Uh, I I usually don't get asked about my podcast or, or our podcast. Sorry for calling it my podcast. It's our fucking podcast. But uh, uh, I, I got uh, asked today about the podcast um, about like how what it was about and how how we looked upon the news. And I said one of the things that I I like when we do the news and kind of what I like about this article as well is also that we, we we don't we don't really go into an article with bias. Do you understand what I mean? We 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 look we 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 try to be as neutral as human possible and look at it from every fucking angle. And it's 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 kind of it's kind of one of the things that uh, and and why we will continue doing it. The news is because I f I feel it it's sad to say it, but I I feel I feel Trump sometimes has a point when he says fake media and uh, but that has a problem before Trump got into power, and I I think I, I think it's more. Uh, in the wind now because of him, but it's always been a trouble when uh, when news agency tries to have their angle into a story, and I, I think that's kind of the thing we we're seeing with this tweet that they're trying to angle it away because they want a special reaction out of it. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, a special election? What do you mean by special? Special reaction. Oh, reaction. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, the other thing is she's calling out something that they don't want to be called out. Uh, they don't. Right. Want, they don't want lobbying firms to be called out for what they are, which is uh, basically evil in in our democratic uh, system. Is that lobbying? Uh, with the kind of money that they're using is against, in my opinion, all the ideas of democracy because right. you get somebody in there and they tell you what they're going to do, but they're really behind closed doors telling these lobbying firms what they're actually going to do. And they're going to, they're going to do what the people with the money say, not what you, the person who voted for them says. So totally. Hey, uh, have you ever inhaled marijuana? I, I yes, I have. <gasps> oh my god! I know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, Kamala Harris. Both, both you and me has, have done it. 
we can definitely not be president. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't think it's necessarily a disqual uh, disqualifier anymore. Uh, back in Bill Clinton said he was it Bill Clinton, right? That he smoked, but he never inhaled. Smoked, yeah, and inhaled. Uh, right, because Senator Kamal Harris in an interview. Uh, that she said she supported legalizing marijuana, admitted that she used it herself, and unlike Bill Clinton, <gasps> she inhaled. Uh, oh my god. I did inhale, Harris said, laughing during a discussion posted by The Breakfast Club Monday, um, a program in New York's 105.1 FM. Uh, it was a long time ago, but yes, uh, I just broke news, she says. She added, listen, I think it gives a lot of people joy, and we need more joy. Okay. Um, she says, half my family's from Jamaica. Are you kidding me? She said, I believe we need to legalize mar marijuana and we need to research the impact of weed on the developing brain. Aren't they like, isn't, uh, isn't there like in Jamaica, isn't being gay like really, really, really bad? Am I wrong on that? I, I have absolutely no clue. I'm going to look it up. I never... Right I've never been to Jamaica, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess so. It says here, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in Jamaica, especially men, face legal and social issues not experienced by uh, non-LGBT people. Huh. Uh, sodomy are punishable by life imprisonment, and on other hand, sexual behavior between women wow. is legal. So yeah, maybe uh, saying, "Hey, I'm from Jamaica, so legalizing marijuana is great." Are you also saying you're against uh, gay unions? Because <laughs> maybe you need to check that out. But um, her support for legalizing weed is in line with the position of the majority of the country. In a recent uh, Pew Research poll, found that sixty percent, sixty-two percent of Americans think that America, or that marijuana, should be legalized. So guess what, Fro? She's just going with the popular opinion is what's happening here. What a surprise. A presidential candidate going with a popular opinion. Wow. Right, because if you look into her history, as far as when she was um, a district attorney, I believe, she was very right. much against it. And uh, I think... Uh, let me see if I can find the exact quote. But she said... Um, uh, something to the effect at the time somebody was suggesting that they in California legalize marijuana before they, they it, it is legal now but before mm. she said um, when asked what she thought about it she said uh, let's see he's entitled to his in, his opinion uh, effectively dodging the question is what she said in uh, 2016 so she mm. She was uh, not necessarily for legalized marijuana two years ago, Fro. <laughs> right? This is like the Hillary Clinton gay marriage thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you look back and uh, they weren't for it when it was not popular. And now that it is popular, they're for it. Right? It's almost like she's trying to win an election or something. She's trying to look like the young hip kid, right? Be yeah. But guess what? Then this article, another thing came out about this. It actually came out yeah. on Twitter first, and then it kind of got picked up mostly by the conservative media because, of course, mm -hmm. MSNBC and CNN didn't want to have anything to do with this story. But I got this from Fader, which is a... Well, it was originally a 
it's a music magazine. You know what I mean? For like, uh, right. fader as in like, uh, on a DJ's uh, equipment, that kind of fader. Mm-hmm. Says here, Cal- isn't there isn't there a guitar fader as well? Right, it's the same kind of fader though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, and it probably is a guitar magazine. It's a music lifestyle kind of culture magazine. Uh, says here, California Senator Kamala Harris was against guest Monday on the Breakfast Club, right? Uh, where she said she did not inhale. Uh, she was then asked by Charlemagne the God what music she was listening to during her sesh, and she replied with some classics. Oh yeah, definitely Snoop and Tupac for sure. <laughs> but this timeline is a little bit shaky, however, as an eagle-eyed Twitter user pointed out. Harris graduated years before Snoop or Tupac ever released their studio albums. <laughs> it says here, Kamala Harris claims to have smoked pot in college while listening to Tupac and Snoop. Uh, Tupac's first album came out in 1991. Snoop's first album came out in 1993. Kamala Harris graduated <laughs> college in 1986. Whoopsie. She did an oopsie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, do you think people listen to our podcast? I well, I know because I've seen the numbers uh, that people listen to our podcast. But yeah, what do you think? I I, I think people listen to our podcast. How how many weeks ago was it when we uh, covered Adolf Hitler being alive? Oh, two I don't weeks even know. ago. Yeah, uh, two, three weeks ago, three weeks, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey, I got some Hitler news. Uh, no one wanted to buy this Hitler painting at a controversial Nuremberg auction. The sale flopped, and amid concerns about artwork, authenticity, hefty price tag, and occupations, Accusations. Jesus Christ, I can't speak English today. Accusations of bad taste. Five paintings uh, purportedly made by uh, genocide dictator Adolf Hitler failed to find any buyers at the weekend's auctions in Nuremberg, Germany. And made its concerns about artworks, uh, authenticity, and occasions of the sale being in bad taste. Uh, the high starting price of the painting, all which depicted uh, landscapes, are also believed to have a potential buyer's uh, bay. The most costly uh, artwork of a mountain lake seems a starting price of $51,000. Deutsche Welle reported that Hitler artworks have fetched big bucks in the past 2015. The Welder auction house in Nuremberg, the same one that auctioned the five paintings on Saturday, sold 14 watercolors and drawings by the Fuhrer for almost half a million dollars. Right. So they, it's not like people didn't want to buy it because it's Hitler necessarily. Because in, no. in very recent past, people spent half a million dollars on Hitler paintings. This more has to do with uh, forgery accusations um, and other things like that. And then it says that yeah. this was in bad taste. So maybe also kind of the 
the time period that we're in as far as uh, social justice movements and things like that, people... Uh, when was the... Uh, 2015 was the uh, the other one. So maybe yeah. four, uh, three three years later, whatever, two and a half years later, how long, however long it's been, uh, that's, it, people didn't think it was in bad taste then, but they do think it's in bad taste now, I guess. Uh, last week, German police seized dozens of artwork signed by A. Hitler from an auction house on suspicion of there were fakes, BBC reported. So, I mean, when they have found uh, some fake paintings, I can understand that people, if they, for some fucking strange reason, want a picture made by Adolf Hitler, I'm sure they want it to, to be at least made by him. It says here, according to the auctions, Saturday's Hitler auction wasn't a total flop, a tablecloth and a Meissen vase uh, believed to be owned by the Nazi dictator sold for $700 and $6,200 respectively. Uh, a wicker chair and... Uh, oh, a wicker chair with the swastika design did not attract any buyers, however. You don't want a swastika chair in your house? It's probably a good idea. Um... How much would somebody have to pay me to have a swastika chair in my house for a year? Um, I think we're talking millions and millions of dollars. You know what they say about art, Fro, right? They say <laughs> art is a conspiracy between rich people and artists to make poor people feel stupid. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? Never, no, never heard that before. That's perfect, perfect uh, description, yeah. Right, and it's actually a good transition to our next story, because here, 400 richest Americans own more than 150 million of the nation's poorest. Yeah. Uh, U.S. wealth concentration seems to be, seems to have returned to levels last seen during the Roaring Twenties. Uh... A new study in, uh, of the intensifying, intensifying concentration of wealth in the United States reveals that the 400 richest people in the nation, just 0.00025% of the population, owns more than 150 million adults in the bottom 60%, according to analysts by the, by the Washington Post. Uh, the information on the richest Americans in a working paper by University of California, Berkeley, economist Gabriel Zuckman, the Zuck, uh, comes as pressure appears to be mounting among American taxpayers to increase, increase taxes on the country's ultra-wealthy. Uh, yeah, that's been a big uh, move. Uh, uh, people have been really mad at Ocasio-Cortez because she's calling for the 70% tax on people with over 10 million dollars i believe it is yeah i mean uh i'm very 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 far in uh, in my socialist country of norway that is totally like venezuela by the way um uh, for taxation of rich people it's it's very 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 i know people are going to be extremely mad when i say this but i think people that makes a lot of money should pay more taxes i know it's very controversial i know it's controversial I'm a socialist. because people have this weird 
people in America have been tricked into believing that anybody, and like, what if one day I become a millionaire? That's mm-hmm. their thinking. I don't want to be taxed 70% when I become a millionaire. Everybody in America is so delusional into thinking that one day they're going to be a billionaire or millionaire that they uh, are willing to recognize or willing to uh, fight for the those things even though th- it doesn't help them at all and probably will never help them in their life. Um, they're get, they get tricked into it, you know, so... Here's the fucking crazy idea. Let's see, say you earn more than 10 million a year. Um, how much do you think is fair in taxes of 10 million? If you if you earn 10 million a year, like as a right. that's what we earn a year. Uh, what do you think a, a person should pay in taxes? Here's the thing. It it. Uh... It says here, uh, uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez has talked about boost, boosting a marginal tax of 70% for portions of income exceeding $10 million a year. So once mm-hmm. you make $10 million a year, everything after that would be taxed 70%. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if you've already made $10 million a year, I, you're fine. You're going to... Uh, you're not if the health problem health issue comes up you're going to survive you're not going to starve to death you're not going to miss out on your rent your electricity your water bill you know these things are going to be fine when you have 10 million dollars a year so i would say 70% is fine for taxing after 10 million dollars <laughs> yeah. do you know what i i have this crazy idea that i fucking agree with you and people are going to be totally mad that we say this. But yeah, 70% is actually okay after 10 million. I know, I know. We are, we are crazy socialist people, the communists, look, because that's totally the same as being a socialist, by the way. Right, exactly. I don't know if you... I don't know if you heard it news. Hey... Have you ever been on an uh, airplane? I have. I hate being on airplanes, but... Me too. Me too. Uh, have you ever uh, seen a pretty lady on an airplane? Uh, probably. I, I don't remember. Have you... Yeah. Have you ever thought, hey, let's give that lady my phone number? N- never, because that would be <laughs> very awkward to be in a plane with somebody. <laughs> And then if you had a connecting flight, and then you ended up on the same plane again, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> mm. So you, you mean this is a very, very bad idea if someone, like, for example, Coca-Cola made something that made a possibility to do it? <laughs> right, it says here Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola have apologized for a creepy in-flight napkin that featured a spot for passengers to write their phone number to pass on to their plane crush, in quotes. <laughs> the airline in a statement uh, that it said that it already in the process of removing the offending Diet Coke napkins from the flight, even though, even before a social media outcry from passengers. I'm sure they would remove it if nobody reacted to it. I am 100% believing them, Look. It says here we rotate our Coke products regularly as part of a brand partnership, but we missed the mark on this one. So I think that's what they mean. They were they were gonna uh, rotate it out regularly, 
So they were right. in the process of rotating it out regularly, and then the you're right, okay. Um, yeah, but regularly can mean everything from three months here. So you know. So if we go down a little bit, we can see a Twitter post from a guy, obviously on the flight. <laughs> yeah. Named yes. Mike J. Who? Seriously, is this MySpace? Why does he have a Simpsons avatar? What year is this? I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, the nap it's like both sides in the napkin on one side it's Diet Coke on the left hand side it says because you're on a plane full of interesting people and hey you never know and then on the back <laughs> of the napkin it just has like name with a blank space and a, a number sign or like a hashtag sign uh, with uh, where you're supposed to put your phone number see kids wouldn't even know that that's a number sign they would be like hashtag what I don't I don't get it. <laughs> It's so it's so incredibly stupid, and it says, "Be a little old school. Write down your number and give it to your plane crush. You never know." It says that on where you're supposed to put your name and number in small text by the side there. Oh right, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, be a little, be a little old school. Hmm. Oh, I wonder what they mean about that. <laughs> In a way, I'm kind of like, uh, well, this is definitely weird and creepy, and I don't know who would ever give somebody, a random stranger on a plane, their number. Uh, maybe if, like, you were in the, you know, uh, you're waiting for your flight, and you're in the airport, and you're sitting there, and then you strike up a conversation with somebody, and after a while, or whatever, you talk to them, I could understand that. But just kind of randomly giving a stranger your phone number is definitely weird, let alone Diet Coke uh, suggesting that you do this. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, um, if it wasn't a Diet Coke napkin, if, if let's say just some guy ha had like saw somebody and they found her attractive and they handed her their number and then that became a big deal on, or uh, on social media and then uh, was in the news, I would kind of be like defending that guy. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I think people do have the right to try to c connect with other people, um, but I think of course. People would say, uh, would go with the whole Gillette ad thing where it's like, whoa, bro, not cool. Remember that? So. Right. Uh, well, we shouldn't hate them. We should love them. And that is what Tron is going to tell the truth of. Don't hate! This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. In many of my segments, I've been a little bit angry. I'm pointing out this and that and talking nasty about conservatives and so on. But I do not hate. And what my attitude is, and I think you should have an attitude too, is not hate. Because there will come tomorrow when you have to deal with the people you said you hated, even if you win an election. I don't think, I think hate is a waste of time. I dislike things and I want to change things. And I... But I don't go around and hate people for it. I, I can hate ideas, but not people. I don't sit around in my, my living room and say, Oh, I hate that, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it so much. Because it's a waste of time. All around Europe now, young people are doing something quite different. Yes, there's some, a lot of teenagers going around to, to fight for the environment. Some would say they're hating, they want change, they want to do something. Seek the ideas and seek the positive. 
there are challenges in the world right now, huge one. And from different from when I was young, if now you can get them 24 hours a day on your mobile telephone and you see them and hear them all the time. But it doesn't help to go around hate and doesn't go back into your room and just think the world is going to hell. There are possible we change and it's possible to stay positive and don't hate. Work for ideas, work for ideals. That is what helping right now. After Trump is gone, and if he's gone, the next election, election after that, or if a Democrat wins, whatever, who will win, half of your country will be different. It's the same here. If this government falls, it's going to come a new one. And that government also has to make politics for everybody. Yes, because you have to deal with the people you last time didn't like and and the people who made politics you didn't like you don't run just for your own people you run for everybody that is important to think about and even though you hate dislike I will mean, use the people that dislike what it did you have to be there for them because it's going to be hard for them and it's going to be hard for everyone I can maybe say this because I'm a white privileged man from a rich country but the same shit is happening in your place also happens a lot of places in Europe. And the diversity is also here. We can change that. Because the path we're going down now, it's a path we had gone down other places in history and the result wasn't that very good. So stop hating and start working for ideas. So maybe you can come around to something in common. This is for Trump with Trump that's the truth. Have a nice evening. Do you know that song? Uh, no. It sounds familiar, it's, but it's hard to tell when you're doing it with your mouth. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to tell when you do it with with your mouth. What else would I do it with? <laughs> Some type of instrument or. <laughs> I'm in a goofy mood, everybody. You could do uh, lasagna. I've seen people <laughs> on yes. making music on lasagna lately. Yes, I've heard. I heard of of that. Uh, I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't get more backlash by calling it bitch lasagna, since bitch it's such a derogatory word. Oh. uh... But I mean, if you look at rap lyrics, they say it all the time in other rap songs, and it's a it's kind of yeah. like, right. So I uh, I understand. And if people don't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about PewDiePie. And if you have been living really, really, really behind the st- stone or something like that, hey Eurovision, um, let's go to United Kingdom first. Uh, it. Uh, uh, was the guy that's that's a f- perfect transition while I'm trying to find out what his fucking name was and it was a guy it was a guy um, his <laughs> it was a guy uh, his name was Michael Rice and he performs uh, bigger than us uh, what did you think about this uh, well it was kind of your standard R&B um, boys to men style song, you know what I mean? Um, mm. Wow, that was a little gospel twist at the end there. 
I didn't get a gospel twist at all. Uh, I mean, it just felt... I mean, R&B has a very soul... It, it, it originates from soul music, which originates from gospel, so I can understand what you mean. But I, mm. I, didn't, I didn't get any of the gospel feel. Maybe I need to go back and listen to it again, and then I'd see what... It, you know what I mean? Now that you mention it, yeah. I watch it, I'd probably see it right away, but... Um, mm. Uh, yeah, overall, I did not like this song. I thought it was pretty bl bland and plain and pretty normal. Um, the singer was, he was good. I mean, I have nothing He's against really his singing ability, yeah, no. but the song yeah, no. was incredibly trite as far as lyrically. I, I wrote down mm. here, uh, what's bigger? Because of the song, he kept going, he kept talking about how much bigger, and I was like, what? What's bigger? You, you're not telling me anything. This is just a trite song about nothing. Well, I I actually like this. Uh, I I think I think it's one of uh, UK has had had a really big problem this year. To be honest, uh, they had six song, uh, singers, three songs. Uh, and uh, it was like two different singers with uh, a different version of the of the songs. And I can promise you, I watched all six of them, and it was one. Uh, saying that, it I I tend to agree with you that uh, the song itself is a little trite, but. I, I, in Eurovision, I think it will be doing pretty good. So I am giving it a pretty high score. I would say um, uh, six out of ten. I will give it. I give it a one. Ooh. <laughs> um. I mean, if you if you take this song and you compare and contrast the production value of the performance with the song we're going to cover next, there's like no mm. comparison whatsoever. Yes, because now we really now I'm really really excited for your opinion of this because next thing we will talk about is Australia and it's Kate. Miller Heindicke with zero gravity. Um, Did you know there's a Big Brother connection to this whole thing? I don't. Courtney Act was one of the Australian finalists. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Was I, I actually yes. The last season of Celebrity Big Brother? Oh no, second to last season of Celebrity. Big Brother. Second to last, yeah. Uh, I watched this uh, because it was 11 in the morning, so it was pretty nice to, to watch Australia. Uh, time, time zone panel. wise, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am very, very excited uh, about your opinion about this song because I have a strange feeling. Hmm? Uh, right. Uh, I thought this was a good song. I thought uh, her vocally, she's amazing. It reminded me mm -hmm. kind of like the singer from The Fifth Element at points. It, mm -hmm. it almost seemed like she was kind of going for a very similar uh, delivery with some of the notes she was doing. Uh, the high notes, you mm -hmm. know, the sing uh, melodic high notes. Uh, kind of, mm -hmm. if, you, if you people remember the Fifth Element song, which I don't know if anybody does anymore uh and then i wrote down is this is eurovision coming becoming a giant dress contest 
Because <laughs> last year there was that one group, and they're like, we could, how, wide, how wide of a dress can we make? It's just as wide yes. as possible. And this, the Australians were like, yeah, but how high can you make the dress? Can you make it a 30-story tall dress? <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's supposed to be that she's on clouds. That's the that's the whole thing about it, because she's thinking about being in zero gravity. And there's definitely some witchcraft uh, themes happening here. Yes, okay. yes. I thought to myself that this was uh, a trend. Uh, uh, a piece from Wicked. Have you ever seen Wicked, the musical, or heard about it at least? I know what it is. Yeah, I think I saw like I, th I saw part of it on TV. I've never seen it in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have a song called "Defying Gravity." That's maybe the, the most like uh, known song from that musical. Right. Uh, you and me defying gravity, and I, I was thinking about that when I saw this. Um, look, guess what? I fucking love this song. This is definitely the best so far. Uh, it is so Eurovision. It is so out there, and it's so different from anything else in the competition. It's like nothing we have seen or heard before. I don't and know about that. Her voice. Uh, what do you mean in Eurovision? Lyrically, the song is pretty like normal song. Uh, yes, yes, but but, but performing-wise, it's right, right. It's but just, you said you also uh, said that we'd never heard, and I would say the song itself, we probably heard songs like it, but the production is something completely different, right? Okay, right, right. But uh, what, what I meant was was like it's so it's so totally bananas out there. I'm going to fucking predict this. I right now Australia is the contender to win the whole thing. I I I have not seen anything that is even close to the Australian. We have a uh, long ways to go, right? Uh, but yeah, I would agree with you. Right. But I'm giving this a perfect 10 out of 10 look. Alright, I gave it a 5. I thought it was pretty good. Cool. Yeah, that's amazing from you. Right, I don't know how you didn't mention the swinging uh, witch. Lady in, in the, the background. background. <laughs> it was a witch, right? It's supposed to be a witch. Yes. And then yes, the lady's yes. got the crown of thorns on, like, uh, on her head and everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Or, or kind of Statue of Liberty, the ray, the rays of sunlight, kind of uh, almost Masonic kind of thing going on. It was there's definitely some uh, ancient magic themes in the production. I don't know. I'd have to go back and like read the lyrics and see if the song mm -hmm. has anything to do with that. But uh, it was definitely there. The production was pretty amazing. I'm guessing they'll step it up a notch for the finale, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm saying it now. Oh, this is a huge contender for winning. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail .com. Have we gotten any emails? Uh, I, no, but I know we have uh, a Facebook message. So I'm going to go to the Facebook yes. real quick and check that out. 
And that's another digital. Yes, and that's another digital citizen on Facebook, and uh, are very, 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 very good friend uh, Jeremy has uh, left us a little comment. Right. Do you want to read it, or you want me to read it? No, come on. Okay. You, you, you read it. I don't know if you were trying to bring it up. Okay. I'm checking the inbox. We don't have any emails, but this is from Jeremy on our Facebook. It says, for the show, uh, which if anybody wants to post something like this, just put for the show or something like that mm -hmm. in the title, and then we'll be able to know, hey, we're going to read this on the show. Um, it says, movies. I don't usually watch movies, but for the most part, uh, they're either pretentious art pieces that move at a plotting pace because the audience really needs to connect with a character as the they stare fondly out a rainy window for two minutes or the movies are tropes filled with uh, are, are trope filled and predictable uh, so far this year I've watched uh, on the basis of sex the Ruth Bader Ginsburg docudrama and Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen docu docudrama, both two good stories, but neither was captivating as many reports I, I have seen make them seem to be. Oh, make them seem, sorry. They fall into the latter predictable category, uh, with Bohemian mm -hmm. Rhapsody getting Oscar nominations. I, sh I have a question. I have to question the purpose of the nominations. Uh, the Oscars should be an award for artistic achievement, but Bohemian Rhapsody shows nothing innovative or new. Uh, but mm -hmm. looking back on previous Oscar nominations, I'm not seeing much to support the purpose of the awards for a long time. When was the last time an actual groundbreaking movie won? Uh, he says, I feel like the artist in 2011 may be the last one that did something outside the normal for the industry uh, for the industry to win an award. Yeah, I I could not agree more. What do you think about uh, the Oscars not really being not really being a award given to achievement in film anymore? It's more given to uh, whoever they feel like is important to give it to that year politically or something like that. I mean. Um... One of my, uh, I, I, he's talking about uh, main films that has won, but I, I, I will say that there's actors that have won uh, for movies that uh, I've, uh, I've really liked. Like maybe Brokeback Mountain is one of those movies that I felt was very anti-Hollywoodish. Uh, okay. Uh, um, that's one of the, the the first movies that came in mind when 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 I read this. I totally agree with the artist. Uh, it's it's an it's a very uh, soul like film. But uh, the last years, I, I I tend to agree. Like uh, um, uh, I think I, I I see a trend in 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 Oscars uh, going to what is most, uh, I don't know, um, most pretentious instead of quality. Because we also talked about this when you talked about Behemoth Rhapsody and how much you did not like it. It's something about, uh, it's nothing groundbreaking like Jeremy says in, in, in this post. There's nothing groundbreaking in it at all. 
it's formulaic, if anything. It's yeah, yeah. It, they took a store a story and they put it into a formula and then made a movie out of it. it that's mm. the problem. Is that there's um, there's no reasoning besides the political angle for it to be in there. And I also think that about Black Panther, but um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's. See, the Oscars, I, I haven't really watched them or cared about them too much. I like to see who won and see, like, uh, I especially like the Razzies because those are more exciting to us. But mm. the Oscars, I remember when I was really young, and was it, how many years did Tom Hanks win Best Actor in a, in a row? It was like three <laughs> or four, something like that. Yeah, but, something like that. So. But it really felt like he deserved it because at the time he was the best actor out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at least to me, I was a lot younger. I don't know if this is how you felt because you were a little bit older than me at the time, but it felt like he deserved it. Right. Mm. It felt, it felt mm. like he deserved it over and over again, even though um, nowadays, if you gave the same actor it four years in a row, people would be like calling favorites and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. So I just think it's not as. uh it's not taken as seriously anymore, and I think the reason the awards aren't taken as seriously anymore is because the Academy is not giving them to what people see as serious films. And I think that's what Jeremy is trying to point out. And I think mm -hmm. their, their whole idea of making a Category 4 popular film or whatever it was supposed to be, um, that would have been a good idea for them to do that, and they didn't. But maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, I think I think the last like Oscar uh, after, uh, before before uh, the artist was maybe Brokeback Mountain that I felt like was not a uh, artsy pretentious movie. Brokeback Mountain was an artsy pretentious movie, Fro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you think so? Really? Yes, it really was. Yeah, and the whole hmm. the whole movie was specifically. Uh, marketed on the fact that these two guys were gay. You think you could market a movie on two guys being gay nowadays? People would be so offended no. by that. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I think it deserved the Oscar it got. I really liked that movie. Maybe it's just me. I really liked that movie. I remember watching it and thinking it was a pretentious, pretentious, uh, uh, overblown kind of uh, look. It's two gay guys, isn't this crazy? Like, kind of like, yeah, I know a lot of gay people. This isn't interesting to me. Maybe that's how hmm. I felt about it at the time. <laughs> yeah, I cried at the movies. So, yeah. Sure, I mean, it was be. a moving piece, uh, and the acting was really well good in it, the cinematography, everything, but I, that whole thing of marketing it off the two gay guys, that really got to me, even at the time. So. Mm. Anyways, thank you for the mail post. <laughs> yeah, if you want to check out our Facebook, go check out our Facebook. There's some other good stuff on there. Jeremy actually posted a cool little Twitter uh, post by somebody on there all about, um, actually about how people in uh, the 400 richest Americans have more than 150 million of the nation's poorest. Just like the article we just covered. It's kind of about that, how... Mm. The separation of powers in America's uh, is affect how it's affecting our economy and stuff like that. So, talking about pretentious <laughs> shit, uh, let's talk about manifest. <laughs> Have you 
said <laughs> I don't know if it's pretentious, but it's at least shit. Uh, what was this uh, week's episode about, Luke? Right, actually I have a little bit of news before we get into this week's episode. Um, okay. It has not been picked up yet for a second season, even though we're in like the, we're almost in the last episode, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. As far as I'm seeing, I do not see anything like that, but it is still the highest rated show, drama show on TV right now, right? Yeah. And yes. I see this, um, the guy who plays the hiker, I think yes. his name is Justin Long, it says here, Yes. Uh, the show remains a the show plot remains a mystery to Long, who says he likes to be surprised by the developments. Even on set, you hear rumors among the crew and actors. I just go straight to Jeff Dra- uh, Jeff Rake, the executive producer, and ask if it's true. Uh, this actor, he has appeared in Mad Men, Jack and Bobby, and also keeps track of his character's journey by making notes in the script uh, of each of each script he films. Um, it's, uh, oh right, Zeke is the name of the character. When asked about his involvement in a potential second season, Long was enthusiastic. We have, haven't been picked up for a second season yet, but if we do, my character plays a really important role in the mystery of the show. Uh, so, what does this remind you of when he says, even on set, you hear rumors among the crew and other actors about, uh, about the show, the plot. What does that remind you of, Ro? Lost. It's lost. Yes. <laughs> Even the crew and the cast, who are the actors on the show, don't know the plot of the show, bro. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? No. But it, it it explains so fucking much. It really does. Uh, this episode, Hard Landing, when Michaela meets the mysterious James Griffin during a police investigation, the passengers learn what happens when the callings fall into the wrong hands. Meanwhile, Jared finds out about Zeke, setting him at odds with Michaela and her trust in the callings. I will, I, I will give this episode a compliment. Uh, the guy that plays the uh, the douchebag, as I call him in my notes, he was a really good actor. I did, I did not like him. <laughs> the one that gets the callings. Right. I think he was in. Uh, I, I believe I remember him being in. Um. Uh. uh why can I not remember it? Um. Motorcycle show. Uh, oh. Mm, uh, Jax uh, Teller. Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, mm, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Right. I think I remember him being one of the biker guys in that at some point. I, I, the guy, he's oh, yeah. definitely a familiar actor, TV actor. Um, but he, but he, he, the, he, he was really good at this episode. Other than that, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what, and that was my compliment of this episode. Right, so we open up with a bank robbery, and that's where we meet uh-huh. this guy who turns out to be the bad guy, who ends up being the guy who, in the end of last episode, was drowning in the truck, but then somehow was alive, even though he was underwater for days. Uh, Jared's jealous of Zeke, because, uh, of course, K- Michaela and Zeke have this mental connection, psychic connection, and he's her boyfriend, so there's jealousy happening. Uh... 
this is so this is uh, sorry for interrupting but this is so soap opera that it's so oh it's so soap opera. and they're really trying to fill a lot of stuff in uh, in this episode yes. to try to get to the finale because yes. the uh, it says in one of the articles I read that uh, there's going to be some kind of big reveal that's going to explain a lot of stuff in the finale. Uh, so we'll see next week, but... <laughs> and I love how we don't see the the colonel in this episode again. <laughs> oh, the general. Right. And the general. Yeah. I always yeah. mix that up, too. I always want to call, call him, like, yeah. The colonel makes... Yes, but why, why, why this fucking plot point about the general, and and she's not in this episode either. She's better be in the fucking last episode because they made such a big deal out of her that I, I, if she's not in the last episode, I will be really, really, really disappointed. And That's, the boyfriend, um, I'm guessing, will show back up in next episode. Yes, uh, yes. At some I point, I was just going to say that because he hasn't been in ep- he hasn't been in an episode since episode ten, no. Fro. Ten. So since yeah. the very first episode, since when they came back after Christmas, that's how long it's been since he. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, uh, do you think we will get any statue in the last episode? I, I I will tell you what. If 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 we get the statue in the last episode, I will <laughs> I will give this season a ten out of ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'll remember that. So. <laughs> All right, so this ro- this bank robber apparently can see the future, uh, according to mm-hmm. Michaela, because he's she says he can see that there's going to be some kind of bombing, which we find out about later. And he says this is his get-out-of-jail-free card, because he makes a plea deal to tell them about the information he knows about the future. But this is confusing to me, because now just these people are accepting that he can see the future? Yeah, I, I was like... This this is very convoluted. Because the only person and, on the police force that knows about the callings is Jared, right? Yes. But somehow yes. the district attorney or whoever has decided, hey, I believe in uh, people who can uh, or see the future. <laughs> future. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody totally agrees that that is that is something you can do. Where, that you can where, make a plea where... deal with somebody over, right? <laughs> Who, a guy who murdered two people, shot them in cold blood on, in the middle of the day on, on the makes, street. That's that's one of the things I put down on this this episode's notes. I I wrote down this makes no fucking sense. Uh, we'll get our Alex Jones lookalike. He comes back again, and yes, and this is the part. This is the worst scene of this whole episode. Is when the mom yes. and the dad are with the da- the daughter. The uh, the, oh. twin, the grown up twin, and she's looking oh. up stuff online because they're adults and they oh. can't look up stuff online as good as a sixteen year old. And then she oh. she goes, "I went to the, this wayback machine to find this guy, and I, guess what? I found some pictures of him on this website I've never heard of called MySpace. It's so weird." And the two oh. the two adults look at each other and give each other this like, "Ah, uh, isn't she cute?" smile to each other and it's the most cringy awful thing I, i've seen in so long <laughs> i so wanted to kill them <laughs> it was the worst scene of this whole episode was that them <laughs> in, in talking with their daughter my space what the fuck uh... 
Uh, right. Uh, Zeke gets arrested for trying to break into his parents' house for some reason. We don't know mm -hmm. why. The doctor, mm -hmm. Dr. Sanvi, apparently now has PTSD or something. Yeah, where did this storyline game come well, from? Last episode, she saw the X on the door from the Alex Jones cult or whatever. Right. And I guess she has PS, uh, PTSD from seeing that X on the door. That's... I have... I have no clue. Oh, that's my only explanation. This is this is what we 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 call like wrestling writing. This is so. Fun. It feels like they booked one on one episodes each every week with a different storyline, with a different plot, with a different ending every fucking single episode. Well, actually, well, we'll get into it right after this, but. Then the doctor gets together with Ben, and they're talking, and they're thinking, hey, maybe, what if this whole time we've thought that the callings were trying to help us, trying to get us to do something good? What if, uh, this is a quote, the doctor says, what if we're on the verge of discovering something awful? Maybe that, uh -huh. that is trying to show us something terrible, not trying to tell us something good. Uh, uh -huh. So that's kind of move on from that, and we get our cliffhanger. Uh, I wrote down callings, good or evil, because kind of that's the consensus at the end of this episode. We don't know whether the callings yep. are good or evil, and mm -hmm. or maybe they're good unless you're a bad person, like the bank robber. <laughs> and the doctor has got like some shaky hand thing going on. I don't mm -hmm. know why. Does this have to do with her PTSD? Does it have to do with the plane? Does it have? Does it have to do with anything? Did I don't know. Maybe she's got. Some other kind of disease happening that we don't even know about. Um, Parkinson. <laughs> and then uh, the bank robber tells him about the bombing, tells him where the bomb is. It turns out it's in Times Square, right, and in New York. And they find this find this bomb. That uh, So it turns out he could see the future, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And she sees this wolf, and the wolf runs away. And that's the end of the episode. What the shit the shit the show. <laughs> yeah, it's very clearly uh, terrible. I, I'm excited for the ending, just so we can see how bad it's going to be. I don't know. I'm guessing this is going to get picked up for a second season, just because the ratings are doing fairly well. Um, guess, guess what, look. I'm never, ever going to watch anything... Uh, even close to this again. I have no interest in season two. No, oh, no, me neither. I'm just saying it's the highest rated drama show on TV right now. It's going to get a second season from. <laughs> I, 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 I totally get it. But if, if, if we didn't cover this, we would given up by many, many, many episodes ago. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it has, there's been certain things it's been fun to cover just because it's been funny and it's strangely like yeah. on topic with everything we talk about. So yeah, yeah. it works for the show, yeah. but it is a really bad television program. So it is shit. Hey, look, I watched one single thing on TV this week uh, because I haven't had time to watch anything. Because guess what? I've been in the hospital. It's called Court Justice Sydney, and it's on Netflix. You can get it on Netflix, uh, everybody. I actually recommend it. 
uh, it's uh, showing port, uh, uh, how a port functions. It's fo following trials and people getting their verdict read and uh, what it means to be uh, uh, inside the, the justice system. So, court Justice Sid Sydney, sorry, on Netflix. Okay. Uh, did you watch any Big Brother? I didn't. Oh. Uh, I, you definitely have access to it, so go and find it. But I was going to... Because today is the finale for all. So I was going to say we should okay. do predictions because it's the final four. Cool. Uh, I'm okay with that. Okay. Let's do predictions. Uh, the final four is Lolo. Uh, okay. Tamara? Okay. Is that her name? Right? Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... What's the other lady's name? Uh, the the lady with no hair. You know what I'm talking right. about? Uh, yeah. And I can't remember the last person. Why can't I know? Oh, uh, the football player guy. So. Uh, yeah, the football player guy. That's who I'm picking. All right. So we're both picking football player guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. You know who the... <laughs> okay, then let's pick who's going to be... Uh, fan, you know, they always do the fan favorite at the end of the season. Who do you think is going to win fan favorite? Uh, Tom. I think it's going to be uh, the bald lady. Okay. Yeah, she's got a huge following online, believe it or not, Fro. People love that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Tom is maybe the number two, but I'm guessing she's going to win it. Uh, okay. Big Brother is, you know, followed. Um, it's more of a female-oriented show than male, believe it or not. More females watch Big Brother. So, cool. as far as voting, she probably has a little bit of an advantage on that front. Um, but, yeah. Of, of course, you want to want uh, to know the most important thing in the whole fucking world, look. You want to know who was behind the lightest mask in The Masked Singer. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I remember because... watching her talk show after... Uh, school when I was a little kid. <laughs> so let let me let me get you a little like back back in time. So we have had Tori Spelling, famous in the nineties. <laughs> Ricky Lake, famous in the nineties. Um uh, Margaret Show, famous in the nineties. I think those last uh, two were more in the eighties even than the nineties, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, so do you see a trend there? <laughs> I mean, Ricky Lake was the, she was in Hairspray, the original Hairspray movie, right? Yeah, and she also had her fucking talk, talk, talk show, show, right? So. But that was you know she yeah. was already famous before that. But yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she looked a lot different in Hairspray. Let's just say that. Uh, Phil, I remember watching Ricky Lake and Phil Donahue. For some reason, when you came home from school when I was a little kid, fro, it was like you came home and those were the things that were on TV. I don't know why why they thought that was a good place to put those programs when I was little. Uh, one thing we didn't say about Big Brother is Tom became a huge meme. I sent you some some of the memes uh, over the weekend, and then he ended up getting kicked yeah. out. But that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was. You'll see it if you. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Are you going to go back back and watch the episodes that already happened? You kind of know the yes. final four now, so. 
Yeah, no, I'm 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 totally going to binge it when I come home. All right, uh, right. I mean, you can find it on YouTube probably, but uh, or if you want me to send it to to you, just let me know. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there was one episode that was kind of bittersweet, where one person went out and another person went out. One was good, one was bad. I'll let you watch it. Uh, let's see, what else did I see this week? How long was Eva Marie in, inside? Right, you have to. It, there was a double eviction. She went out on the episode oh. with the double eviction. Yep. Okay. Uh, she didn't get backdoored or anything though. She went out straight up. So, uh, oh. actually, if you want something to watch on YouTube, Fro, just look up Tom Green Show because I found that there are hundreds, probably, of episodes of Tom Green, the original Tom Green Show, uh, on YouTube. I love that, that you show. Can find. It's very funny. So funny. I went back and checked, like, the first season is even crazier than the, the later seasons. Uh, and then I sent you, Fro, the Monica Lewinsky special, which I forgot existed, which is hilarious. Yes. Where he went around Canada. I with watched Monica it, Lewinsky. and I, 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 I watched it, and it was so funny. Right. Uh, yeah, he did a couple of different specials, but then just look up the, sh- the show, and you can find episodes on YouTube, Fro, if you want to watch it on there. They're, they're like, you know, 25-minute cool. episodes. Okay, what else did I watch this week? I actually watched something that Fro recommended to me a while ago, I think. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. I watched the first five episodes of the show. Cool. I hated it. I, I laughed. Uh, I didn't... I didn't recommend it to you at all. Do you know who recommended it to you? No. Tilly. Oh, okay. That's why I remember it, it being recommended yeah. on the show. Right, okay. Yeah, this show, I, I was not a definitely fan. Didn't rec- I did not recommend you this show. I can promise you that. Okay. Um, maybe it's been recommended... Oh, excuse me, Bert. <laughs> maybe it's been recommended to me before by multiple people, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. But I remember it being on the show at some point. But yes, and it was silly. As far like this show, I, the beginning is is very lacking as far as build. It just all of a sudden mm. you're in the show. I laughed twice uh, throughout five episodes. I may I chuckled mm-hmm. twice, and that's not good for a comedy show. Uh, it's just a really bad show. Overall, I gave this a 3.5 of the stuff I watched out of 10. Not a good show. Uh, I, I, I don't think I've seen whole season one, even. I haven't seen the whole season one, but I, no. it's not even worth it, because the first episode, you're, you're like, okay, I want to learn about why they're here, what's going on, but it's like, in the first 10 minutes, they're already out, and she's in New York. It's really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I've got a lot here, so I actually tried, like, I was, um, I was watching Gilligan's Island, right? I told you that. I finished that up. It's very yep. short. It's only got three seasons. Uh, mm. and I tried to get into another show, Growing Pains, from the 90s, bro. I, oh my god, that's such an awful, awful show. Right. I had seen, when I was younger, I watched Wonder Years, right? And I always, yeah. in my head, got Growing Pains and Wonder Years, for some reason, mixed up. So I went back and yeah. tried watching this. I watched, like, maybe ten episodes. It is terrible. This show, it's, how is this ever a show? It's incredibly bad. It is so bad. I, it's <laughs> it's not funny. It's not, like, there's no like no educational value. It's just really bad overall. I gave this a two out of ten. Uh-huh. 
let's see what I saw some and then some new things I saw this week fro uh the ABC murders uh which I think came I've, out I've two seen weeks this ago? Uh, I've, two weeks ago yeah I I've seen this. Uh, uh, I've seen it when it came out uh, right, from right. BBC. I, I do remember you yeah. talking about this. Right, okay. Mm. Oh, on BBC, because it just came out on Prime, so it's available on there now, uh, with John okay, Malkovich. Cool. It's three episodes, but they're hour-long episodes, yes. so it's three hours in total. This is yeah. based off of an Agatha Christie set of novels? novels. or novels? No, just, just, just one novel, oh. yeah. Uh, it was really good, really well done. Oh. The acting is amazing. The storyline is really oh. good, and I think they so did a good job of. Um, I, I I have never read the book, but I'm assuming they did a good job of kind of transferring the story over. Uh, what uh, What do you think? Uh, for me, Herco Perot is David Sachet. Right. Uh, he was the one that's played it, uh, and. Um, that is a little closer uh, to the book, uh, and I've um, seen every episode of that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and the ABC murder episode uh, of uh, that show is closer. This is much grimmer and much, much, much darker than Agatha Christie made it. Right, uh, okay. The book, the book itself is more like the the David Suchet uh, TV show. But saying that. This is amazing. I fucking loved John Mockwitch as Herco Pro. I did not think it, it would fit because David Sochet is like Herco Pro in, in, in my mind. But it, 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 it actually worked. It works because it's, it's the, old, the older version where he, he's past the... He's got the gray hair and he's, you know, he's no longer... Uh, the Poro, where it, everything is ha is perfect, even though he's trying at the beginning of it to be perfect. You know what I mean? Mm. So it works in that mm. sense because if it was if John Mal Malkovich was trying to play young Poro, that wouldn't work at all. Does that make sense? No, no, yeah. Oh okay, yeah, another thing I saw this week that I think you'll actually. Well, what would you What would you give this? Oh, I gave it an eight and a half, eight point five. Okay. 10. Yeah, I would give it a nine. So I totally agree with you. Definitely a recommend. Um, yes. Another thing I saw on Amazon, actually this is an Amazon original, a show called White Dragon. Uh, mm. And this is starring, did you ever see the movie Human Traffic in the 90s about raving? It's a British rave movie. Uh, don't think so. Well, the main character in that is the main character in this. Haven't seen him in anything okay. in a really long time, but he's very good in it. Um... It's about a guy whose wife is, it works in another, it, she works in Japan, and he lives in England, and they only see, see each other every once in a while. She dies, he has to go get her body in Japan, and then it turns out that she has kind of this double life. And, in, and it's him going around Japan trying to figure out what her uh, second life was all about. Are you, to are you talking about the TV show or, or the movie? Because I got a little confused. The TV show? Uh, what oh, movie? Okay. The movie that uh, you said he was the star of. Oh, right. No, this is the TV show. Right. Human Traffic oh, was a rave okay. movie from the 90s. And he was much, okay. much younger when he did that. But Human Traffic is a very good movie. Uh, I think it would still hold up. Very funny. It's about... it's uh, It was about the club rave uh, ecstasy scene in the 90s. It, had a, it was probably the biggest 
uh, underground kind of rave movie of that time period. You know, when raving was real, not now, where raving is corporate. You know what I mean, Fro? Mm. Right. Uh, yes, but back to this TV show that I didn't understand that was a TV show. Right, that's what it's uh, about. She lived... Okay. Uh, I saw... Uh, I don't... I think I, I saw four episodes, so not. I just started it like two days ago. It's uh, Each episode is an hour long, so it's a pretty long series. Overall, I gave it a 7.5 so far. Uh, very interesting, very cool storyline. I'll let you know next week how it wraps up and if anything bad happens, I guess. Um, have you heard of more about Hannah? I have not heard anything well, about the rest of the season, no. Have you? Uh, no. I so want to see more of that show. It was such a good premise. I think that might have just been like a pilot and maybe they have to film the rest. Uh, you know what I mean? So, who knows? Really? Oh, I'm not really whoa. sure. Was, I haven't heard anything about so it. Was so good. Was so good. And I have one last thing I watched, which I think you'll. Okay. This is the thing I think you'll really enjoy, Fro, which I uh, saw last night. First episode last night, uh, season one, episode one, of a show called Miracle Workers. Oh. This cool. has uh, Steve Buscemi playing God. Oh, my God, I want to see this now. And it has Daniel Radcliffe uh, in it as well. He plays really? an employee of God, and it has a few other people. Okay. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe's kind of a secondary main character. The main character is a female who's trying to move up her ranks in God's corporation that runs Earth. It's kind oh. of weird. Oh. Uh, overall, I give it a six. It's only one episode. It's funny, but it, it's kind of weird. It's... Mm, it's kind of, um, what's a good, standard network half-hour TV show, a little bit. Who's showing this? I believe it's NBC, but let me double-check that. Okay, NBC, okay. It sounds like a show I would fucking love. That's yeah, I sure. think you would totally enjoy this. Um, yeah. oh, TBS, TBS, oh, which they do oh, good okay. stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was a very good show, but to stay on the safe side, just because it's the first episode, I gave it a six. So, Cool. Anything else? I think that's it. Let me double check because I did a lot here. Yeah, that was it. Uh... Are you sure? Yes. Let's move <laughs> on to the main topic. <laughs> yes. Uh, and what is the title of the main topic? The main topic is the eight... 80, uh, another Digital Citizens, the country we most want to visit ever tournament. Right, and we talked to each other and found the country... We specifically found countries that neither one of us had been to. So, right. uh, neither of us has been to any of these countries, and we're going to try to decide which one is... Like, if me and Fro, for some reason, some backer, millionaire, was like, hey another digital citizen, I'm going to give you guys both money to go to this country and do a podcast. This is how me and Fro would decide which country to go to. Right? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there's a little, little error. <laughs> uh, the first country is not Malay Malaysia. I changed it if you didn't see it. I didn't see it. What do you want it to be? I want it to be Israel. Okay. That could be a little bit controversial of a pick right now, but sure. Yes. Uh, 
so you can see the 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 bracket and everything now. Yeah, I certainly can. Okay. Um, so yes, we have uh, Israel. That is my pick, uh, and I will of course talk about why I picked that uh, against New Zealand. That is your pick. Uh, should I go first? Sure. Um, of course, it's a fucking controversial pick, but uh, here, 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 here's the thing. I want to visit Israel, and, and, and I will tell you why. Uh, it has so much history in it. It's like, I, as a historian, as a person that is very into religion, Israel is a mecca for uh, religion. I I I almost uh, picked Mecca, <laughs> talking about Mecca, but uh, but uh, uh, I want I want to see uh, the Wailing Wall. I want to walk uh, where supposedly Jesus Christ has walked. I want to see all the religious things going on there. And of course, yes, it's a controversial pick, but I I want I want to see the Gallat Hive. I I want to see all the things I've read about. I want to see it with my own eyes. So that's why I pick Israel. All right, I pick New Zealand, uh, mostly mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful island, um, but it also has very, you know, it varying different. Uh, it has two main islands. It's got volca volcanoes you can check out. Uh, mostly the beaches are very cool. I mean, P the Lord of the Rings were filmed there, so the scenery is yeah. amazing. Uh, so yeah, uh, New Zealand. Uh, is one of the places I've always wanted to be. I think one thing I got to say about this, and I think you probably agree, because we both really don't like being on planes. To be honest, if you were to book me a 757 with no people on it and fly me somewhere, I don't think I'd have a problem. I have a problem with being packed in a tube with, uh, like, 200 people. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. Or if uh, teleportation gets invented, then maybe I'd go to New Zealand. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and we have to premise this. This we don't. Uh, an argument is is never. This is too far away because that's not really our, uh, what we are discussing. We're discussing the country itself. Right. Um, but do you, uh, but I have a question before we pick because uh, do you can you understand why Israel is so high on my wish list even though it's a controversial. Place to visit. Uh, well, number one, uh, uh, Mecca isn't a country, by the way. Just point that out from earlier. No. Okay. No, no. Uh, I, I know. Saudi Arabia, which I don't think you'd want to visit Saudi yes. Arabia. No. And no. Israel. I mean, which one do you think is safer to visit? Uh, Israel or New Zealand? I'm gonna have to say New Zealand is probably safer. <laughs> uh, but yes. But do you understand why I want yeah, to go up to, to Israel? To me, I, yes. I don't care yeah. because it's just a big rock wall and it means nothing to to me. Right. <laughs> it's right. and. You know that uh, the Wailing Wall is, like, um, segregated by sexes? Like, females have to be on one side and males on the other and everything? It's very Oh, I, I'm, I'm not talking about the country itself. It's a shit country. But, but I want 
to the, uh, and and that's well, why I think I'm that, going. That, that should go into the tournament on whether it's a good or not good country to go to on whether it's a shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You think? That should be oh, yeah. the, right. Okay, I'm making my. I, I told. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm picking New Zealand. No, no doubt about it. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying that, that the reason why, why I wanted uh, to visit Israel is because of the historical right. aspect of it. And I nothing else. That. I think if yeah. it, when it comes to religious, a, a religious place I'd want to visit, I think uh, Egypt would be first. But Fro's been to Egypt, so we couldn't have picked that. Uh-huh. But I think that no. would have been on my number one of like religious places. But I, one of right. them on here actually is kind of for religious reasons, but not the religion right. you would think of. But next to no, uh, we have my pick: China, the biggest country in the world, uh, against Peru. Definitely not the biggest country in the world. China is not the biggest you... country in the world. <laughs> no. But it's 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 the most populated country in the world, isn't I it? I think India is the most populated country in the world. Oh. Let me look that up. Okay. Isn't China really big? Okay. Anyway. Well, Russia is uh, clearly larger as far as land matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. True. Um, but why don't you go first since I went oh, first? Oh, China is number one. I didn't know that. I, I, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, by 70 million people, it's bigger than India. I didn't know. I always thought India was number one. No. Wow, China and India are, like, so far ahead of everybody else as far as, like, population goes. It's crazy. But uh, why don't you talk about Peru? Right, Peru. uh, This is basically the Egypt of South America. (laughs) Mm. It's filled with pyramids and ancient structures and... Uh, the Mayans, uh, Machu Picchu. Uh, mm-hmm. What is this one? Uh, the place uh, it's called Sacred Val. Uh, Punk. Uh, I think is the name of it. It's like this mm-hmm. uh, city on top of a mountain that was like created mm-hmm. on top of this mountain. Obviously, it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, many giant old ancient structures, very similar to. Uh, Egypt in a way, and that's why I'd want to visit there. Yeah, uh, China. Uh, uh, I mean, hello. Uh, the Red Square, I want to see that. Uh, I want to uh, see uh, a little wall. I don't know if, if there's a wall there called the Chinese Wall or something. Something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, um... Uh, and I always just remember also, Carl Pil- Pilkington and him yes, going to China. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's one of the reasons why I picked it because it looks it looks like a chaotic place to visit. But uh, yeah, <laughs> when he's like, "Why do they keep this? This thing is a safety hazard. They really need to do something." About that. <laughs> yeah, um, the birth of communism. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that I could say about China, but I mean. I, the invention of mathematics those, and uh, yeah. paper and lots of other things, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's such filled with culture that, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, on top of my wishing list of places to visit. So I have ha- had to have it uh, in 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 uh, in the tournament. 
Uh, I don't really have a really good argument uh, against Peru other than uh, other than CNET. Uh, see, I have a hard time I, uh, picking between these ones. Um, and you picked first last time, right? So I guess it's my turn to pick yep. first. Mm. Uh, I guess I'll go Peru. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking China because I I kind of been to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, but this is like seeing an alternate universe. Yeah, but but China is so much more though. It's like Peru is a small shit little country. China is fucking big. It's uh, and uh, Chinese food. Come on. Peruvian food? Have you ever heard of Peruvian delicatesses? Yes, actually. It's big here. Oh. Peruvian food is uh, okay. pretty big okay. here. But, I mean... And, 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 and the strongest argument I have against Peru is the pan flute. I mean, pan flutes all, all over the country. That's one of the worst things. I, I, I don't think that's real, but okay. <laughs> uh, have an argument against China other than that it's way too crowded um, yeah. and their government's corrupted there's a good chance you could be arrested and never come home again uh, mm. but I, I think Peru probably has a fairly corrupt government as well yeah <sighs> this is hard yeah I really yeah. don't have an argument against China but I do uh, but I don't really have an argument for or against Peru either so I yeah. guess I'll go China just to in the effort to move ahead because I don't yeah. think you're going to change your mind, so... No, I don't really have any interest to go to Peru, to be honest. I think you need to do a little more research, and you'll find out that there's some pretty amazing stuff there. There's this place I'm, where these uh, rocks... Carl, when Carl Pilkin uh, was there, again, uh, one of our favorite TV shows... I don't remember it, that. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he went to Mitsubishi. Uh, picture, picture. Picture, or whatever you yeah, call it. I don't it. remember that episode. I, I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I don't remember it. Oh, yeah, no. He was there. There's this uh, one the, place but, there, though, that uh, the rocks uh, are seemingly, like, formed together by, like, some kind of almost magic. Like, you, you have mm. to look up uh, Sasquaman. Uh, it's, like, the stone wall... Uh, structure. It says here, Incan complex surrounded by walls where made by fitting stones tightly together without mortar. And if you look at it, it's like so perfect, it's insane. It's almost like the stones were melted together. I don't know, look look it up. Uh, I'll send you a link after we get done with the show. I have a funny argument for China. We will be so tall, so we don't have problems seeing anything. I guess so. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm more worried about getting caned, but all right, continue. <laughs> and then we have Iceland against Japan. I, I already know who's going to win, but that's another subject. Uh, uh, Iceland is my pick. Japan is Luke's pick. Iceland I picked because who doesn't want to bathe in uh, in one of the geysers in, in, in Iceland? Uh, that's one of the things I want to do in Iceland, and the other thing I want to do in Iceland is ride an Icelandic horse in Iceland. That would be fucking cool. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that's that, that. That are my two arguments for that. For Iceland. Yep. Uh, Japan. Uh, robot cafe. Mm-hmm. Need I say more? Bought it. <laughs> no, you don't. I won't. I I I would rather go to Japan than Iceland without ever uh, having an argument about it. It's clearly the winner of this uh, uh, Iceland against. Japan. I, I would rather go to Japan 10 out of 10 times. You're not going to get killed by a reindeer in Japan. That's another thing. <laughs> and also, to be honest, do I need more snow? <laughs> right. Wait, isn't Iceland actually green and Greenland is icy, though? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but it's it's much more because of the volcano activity on on Iceland. I want to go to Iceland, ah, okay. like w watching the geysers and things like that. Right, and totally. bathe, bathe in. They've got the, the ice hotel there, right? Or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That also is one of the things I wanted to see if I want to go there. But I would rather go to Japan, to be totally honest with you. Um. Then we have Jamaica, that was my pick against Luxembourg for fun, some fucking reason. Uh, it's your pick. I need a really good argument for Luxembourg. Uh, right, it's a small European country. Uh, it's the richest country in the world, I believe. Um, no, it isn't. It's one of the richest countries in the world, I know that. And that okay, because the richest world, country in the world is where I'm sitting. I thought Qatar was the richest country in the world. Okay, then we're, we're, then we're the second one then. Right, okay. Uh, it, uh, yeah, mm. this is, it, I know at least per capita, because it's such a small place, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. basically like this weird combination of French and German all in one weird country yes. that's like all mixed up. That's kind of what I want to go there because it's a very unique place. It's not like anywhere else. You know what I mean? Uh, and the pictures I've seen of it, the scenery is pretty amazing. So, Here's my biggest argument against Luxembourg. If you blink, you're outside of the country already. That's right. how small it is. Uh, <laughs> Jamaica. Sands. Sand. Right. Okay. Now I'm uh, seeing it from here. It is per capita. Number one per capita GDP. Yeah. yeah. That, right. Okay. That 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 makes sense. <laughs> That's a little like. Well, I'm I'm not sure that is true either because if the Vatican is its own state, it's not a country though. It's a oh, the Vatican true, is considered a, a no or what is the, uh, Washington D.C. is a democratic. Republic or Republic? whatever? Yeah, I think that's uh, what it is, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, Jamaica, uh, Sands, Beach, uh, Reggae, uh, Marijuana, uh, Beach, Sun, uh, Pretty Girls, uh, Sand, Beach, Reggae, uh, Right, just don't be gay. Marijuana, yes. Just don't be gay and you're fine in Jamaica, exactly. So, yeah. I'm going to go with you, Fro. Uh, wait, was it my pick? Oh, my bad. I almost... I'm going to go Jamaica, though. Yeah. Luxembourg. That's the weirdest country in the world. To That's have why I want to go, because it's so weird. That's exactly why I think it's interesting. <laughs> See, like... Yeah. 
Okay, we have uh, uh, New Zealand against China. Oh, right. Uh, geez. Uh, I'm definitely going New Zealand. Me too. Uh, then we have uh, Japan uh, against Jamaica. That's a tough one, isn't it? It's your turn first, I yeah. suppose. That is a tough one. Would I rather be tan than... No, I'm picking Japan. Right, I mean, Japan is an island as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Japan just because it's culturally way crazier and more interesting, probably. Than Jamaica? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the final is... Luke? New Zealand versus Japan. Wow. Okay. This is actually harder than I thought it would be. It, it's two islands. Alright, we'll start with that. Uh, I really want to... I love Lord of the Rings, though. And they okay, here's my... Here's my biggest argument against New Zealand, look. Okay. S spiders. Right. Is spi are the spiders bad in New Zealand as they are in Australia? I don't in, think they're as Australia. bad. I think they're uh, I think they're bad still, but I don't think they're as bad, right? Yeah, but po poisonous snakes. Uh, yeah, I, I will give the flora a little minus for... For New Zealand, and that's why I picked Japan. Okay, actually, from I'm seeing here, New Zealand has no harmful animals like venomous snakes, scorpions, or venomous in insects. So uh, it's sole venomous native spider. It's got one really? native spider. It almost mythical status. Wow. Wow, so that isn't an argument. Then I'm back to I, I would have knowing. I would have thought you were correct on that though, Fro, to be totally honest until I looked it up. Uh, can you Google Japan and dangerous animals and see if they have a lot of data? Even here in the thing it says uh, New Z uh, the the only one that is uh, venomous in New Zealand, the venomous redback and white-tailed spiders uh, were accidentally in introduced in the 19th century from Australia. Wow, huh. All right, I'm going to look up the okay. other one. Okay, dangerous, dangerous animals in Japan. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm deadly. If people don't know me, I'm uh, uh, fucking afraid of spiders. It's one of my biggest fears in life. Pit vipers. Uh, yeah. Definitely snakes, but I'm not seeing a lot of spiders. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay by spiders. Culturally, though, oh, Jesus, this is this is really hard. This is really really hard. I have both of them so hard high on my list of <laughs> countries I want to visit. Though. I think I'm gonna go Japan. Really, to be honest, I really really can't decide. Japan? Really? That's what I'm saying. Can you give me an argument why you picked that before? Is, well, I mean, both are very culturally different, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah. they, the New Zealand has got, like, the Maori people. It's got the very islander yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, but it's complete. They still speak English and everything. 
uh, Japan yeah. would be a total culture shock, I think even more than New Zealand. Uh, yeah. So in that way, it would be a lot more interesting. So that's uh, And yeah. all the crazy shit you can do in Japan, like different crazy restaurants oh, yeah. and all the crazy foods yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I will go with you. Japan. Okay. But it's 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 a pretty hard pick, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, I have a hard one time with that uh, New Zealand-Japan yeah. pick. Yeah, I, I, yeah, they both yeah. would be really fun. New Zealand, I think, would be a bit... If you were feeling like going to the beach and hanging out on the beach, I think maybe New Zealand yeah. would be better. But, but I'm more interested, uh, and, and, and I, will, I will tell you what convinces technology technology wise i love technology right yeah and japan is is the is the center of technology yeah we could go to the knockoff markets and get all the cheap oh. knockoff items like cheap ipads and shit yeah i would love the fuck out of that uh so here here's my final thought uh i think uh, luxembourg was the ba- worst pick uh, of of all of them Okay. Other, other than that, <laughs> well, you think Israel was the worst pick of mine? I'm the, of yours? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you think was going to win before we started? Um, I really didn't know. I thought it was either going to be Jamaica or Japan. Um, so I oh, guess I got it right. Yeah. But I thought Jamaica had a pretty good chance just because of the tropical island. It's like, yeah. as far as you, if you look at all the rest of these, it's the most... I mean, New Zealand's number two as far as tropical islands, but Jamaica, you think of it as oh, yeah. more of a tropical island, yeah. Mm. I, I I thought China and Japan would be in the final, funny enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I think I would actually have more struggle with choosing between Japan and China than New Zealand and Japan, to be honest. Because both of them are... I, I'm not going to be insulting and saying that Japan and, and China is... Whoa! He really wants to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to in, insult people and say it's very alike, but it's... Kind of alike in culture shock wise, Japan and China would be both culture shocks. Right. Uh, I think in, in China would maybe in, in even different. be more of a culture shock just because they haven't been yeah. as uh, westernized yet as Japan has. But as Japan has, yeah, uh, not yet. Anyways, that was a good topic. Let's move on. Okay, it's uh, Oscar movie time. Talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. I feel like we talked a lot about Bohemian Rhapsody on this episode. Uh, yeah, we did talk a little bit about it, and we've I talked about it what a week ago or two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, because I had I just recently watched it, but. No, you watched it last week, actually. Was it last week? I, okay. I, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I didn't remember. Uh, and and Jeremy talked about it, and then we talked about it after that as well. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we don't really have... I'm just going to go into like the technical stuff. I'm not going to even do the description. Is that fine? No. Yeah, that's totally All fine. All right. It's got 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. One, one out of four from Roger Ebert. When mm. did, hmm. 
Okay. 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought Roger Ebert did, like, the two thumbs up thing. Did they stop doing that? I guess so. Yeah, I guess when he died, yeah. They decided, hey, we're going to get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, directed by Brian Singer, of course, starring Remy Malik, uh, Br- Brian May, Ben Hardy. Uh, it made $835 million U.S. So. Wow. Uh, five nominations for these Academy Awards. Uh, yeah, that's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and none of us especially liked it. Like I said, it's. I think I gave it a 5.5 or something. It's like super average. It's nothing. It's not terrible. It's not the room. No, I don't. You know what I mean? No, no. I, I think I even gave it a 6. It's not Battalion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's not It's not an Oscar movie either. So. Yeah, no. Uh, the movie I'm going to talk about is an Oscar movie. That's for sure. It's called uh, The Favorite. <laughs> it, uh, it won... Lots of lots of rewards on the BAFTA. You know what the BAFTA is, right? Sure. <laughs> sure, or do you know, actually? I have is? no idea what you're talking about. The BAFTA? British Awards for oh, right. Film and Television? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that, yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> it, could, it could happen that you didn't know for, for some reason. Uh, I mean, I've heard the name, but it's not something that really comes up in America, if, if you know what I mean. Like, no. we never re- reference the British Film Awards in America, really. No. Uh, this is a drama comedy, I would say. Um, I should uh, talk a little about it. It's a black uh, comedy period uh, directed by Yorgos... Latinimos. Sure. Right? That sounds about right to me. Latin. Yeah. Lanthimus, maybe. In early 8th century England, a frail Queen Anne occupies the throne and close friend Lady Sarah governs the country in her stead. Then a new servant, Abigail, arrives. Her charm endears her to Sarah. This is such a fucking amazing movie. This got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, a 3.7 on Facebook. Do you see anything more of things like that? Uh, no, those were the ones that I got as well. 67% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah. It's with Emma Stone, Ray- Rachel Weisz, Olivia Colman, Nicholas Holt, uh, Joe Alwyn. Yeah. That and is, it's got uh, 10 nominations for these Academy Awards. Yeah, and it has always uh, also won for the Golden Globes. Uh I would give this movie uh, eight and a half, I think, uh, I gave it when I saw it. I really, 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 really liked it. Okay. It's my favorite. It's my favorite to win. <laughs> oh, see what I did there, Luke? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So funny. Yeah, I was laughing. Um, on the inside. Uh, yeah. Have you seen the movie? Oh, right, movie round. I was going to say, uh, we only have two more movies left as far as Academy Award movies. We'll do them next week, and then right after... I guess we'll do those before the main topic, and then we'll do the main topic. We'll do our bets on most yeah. of the big Academy Award nominations. So, And we will also do our favorite thing, the Razzies. Oh, and the Razzies, right, which is more exciting. I guess next week, mm. what, what do we have left? We, did we do A Star is Born yet, or no? No, I think we have Black Klansman and A Star is Born. I think those are the two ones we need to do. And the strange thing is that nobody of us has seen the Black Klansman. Right, so. I, I'll have to get around to watching that this week, I guess. Right, so that'll be my job for this week. I got homework now, so. Mm-hmm. All right, movies. You didn't see any movies, did you? Uh, no. Okay, I saw a Netflix movie Uh, that I think it's a Netflix original called... High Flying Bird. It's about basketball, kind of. It's a basketball movie that's not ha, doesn't have any, or barely has any basketball in it. Does that make sense? Is it the document? Is it the documentary or what? No, it's like it's more about the business. It's like at a time when mm. like there's a lockout and the players aren't playing. They're trying to get a better deal or whatever. And this guy who's an agent trying to get his players better. It's like it's more like about about the business aspect and like mm. the behind the scenes. And kind of the shady shit that goes on uh, to try to screw players out of money and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this was based on a true story or not. I'd have to look that up, actually. But uh, overall, I gave it a 6.5. It's pretty... Okay. It was a decent movie, I'd say. Like, I, I, I'm not a sports fan, but this didn't have any... I mean, it had to do with basketball, but you never really saw any basketball being played. Uh, it wasn't like a sports movie where the end is you win the game. It was more of the business aspect of it, so I, that part I liked, but it's it was still kind of ho-hum as far as the acting and the storyline goes, so 6.5. Any famous actors in it? Uh, the one guy, I know you know him, but let me look it up real quick, and I'll talk about mm. the other movie I saw. The other movie I saw was Alien Code. From August of 2018. Okay. This one I think you would really enjoy. It's about this... Uh, co- um, no. Uh, what do you call a person who, like, uh, deciphers uh, codes and... Um, uh, uh, it's like a, a code breaker or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. He's, like, yeah. the best code breaker or whatever online and everything. And he gets hired by the government. And... It turns out that he has to break this, like, alien code, but then it starts affecting his brain, and he starts going all a little bit crazy, and it's a very interesting movie, but it was okay. not very good act, acting, really bad direction, the cinematography is all over the place. Uh, I gave it a 4.5 on this one. Mm. Uh, it has, you remember the, uh, the TV show Outsiders, Fro? I do. Remember the kid who is missing... He gets his thumb chopped off because he goes and sees the girl in town? Mm. He's the main character of this movie. And he's actually very, very, very good in it. He's very good in it. Okay. Uh, Right. And High Flying Bird, the main character is uh, Andre Holland. Uh, That that rings a bell. 
Castle Rock, main character. Of yes. Rock. yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> uh, are you ready to um, uh, see the trailer for what I think is a car movie? Uh, yeah. It's, it, there's some controversy around this movie this week for sure. Uh, okay. Let's see I the trailer. I've not, not even heard of this movie. Oh, really? Okay. It's got Liam Neeson in it, fro. Oh. Right. Again? Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so let's see the trailer for Cold Pursuit. Hey, Snow! It's Liam Neeson! Yay! Didn't we talk about him last week? I'm guessing this movie's gonna have to do with guns and his that lady, his wife, getting kidnapped. I'm gonna go out on a limb. <laughs> I have a strange feeling that it's not the lady. It's about your son. Oh no, it's his son. You were wrong. Oh wow. Uh oh. Oh well, they can't give him back his son because apparently his son's dead. Oh, wasn't a druggie. Sorry, but all the parents say that. You're gonna have to say a few words. Is this filmed in Norway? Tell me what happened. What do you mean? It's so much snow. He likes hurting people. What is it with all these nicknames? Oh, I see. Oh, you're right. Like okay. Eskimo. It's a gangster thing. Did you have a nickname? Wingman. Yeah, where is this supposed to be? Because this looks like Japan all of a sudden. Yeah. One guy could disappear. Two? Who wants me dead? <sighs> it's a revenge film, I guess? What makes you think you can kill a man? Snowplow revenge. <laughs> Oh, the perfect revenge! The, oh, yes, when they put it on screen. Just to let you know that it's a revenge film, in case you didn't know. Oh, this looks so generic. This doesn't happen in Kyo. It just did. In where? In Rio? I think he said? Rio? Yeah, like Rio de Janeiro, I, I guess. <laughs> Does that have a lot of snow? <laughs> I think that was his point, that, that, that it doesn't snow. Really. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'd have to watch the movie to get the reference, maybe. Was that supposed to be a joke? Citizen of the year. He was choking somebody, and then the guy didn't die, and then he continued to choke him. So that was funny, apparently. Wow. So, look, what is this uh, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar nominated movie all about? All right. Uh, Cold Pursuit. Uh, let's see. N Nels Coxman. Okay. Nels Coxman's Quiet Life as a Snow... That's not a real name. Nobody would na be named that. Uh, quiet Life as a Snowplow Driver comes crashing down when his beloved son dies under mysterious circumstances. His search for truth soon becomes a quest for revenge against a psychotic drug lord uh, named Viking and his sleazy henchmen. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, 59% on Metacritic. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like we said, starring Liam Neeson. 
Oh my god, I I just googled it okay. and uh, and uh, uh, it's directed by a Norwegian. Oh, okay. Hans Peter Moland. Wonder if He's... it wouldn't it be funny if it actually was filmed in Norway and you were correct, <laughs> and when yeah. you made a joke about it being filmed in Norway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me look real quick. I'm on IMDb. Let's go down to no, locations. But, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely directed by a Norwegian director, so that's funny. It was filmed in Vancouver, Canada. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Because they call it the Norwegian movie in, in one of the articles there. Oh, my God. I have to tell you about this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's not about this movie, but... The Norwegian Prime Minister, mm-hmm. she she tweeted when uh, Manchester United is a t- uh, is a team in England. Uh, they are pretty good, uh, and uh, now uh, their trainer is called Ole Gunnar Solskjær, and he's Norwegian. Okay. Uh, so it's a uh, very very big in Norway that we have a manager. For uh, um, uh, one of the biggest uh, teams in in the Premier League, right? So sh- she tweeted, uh, "Congratulations! It's good to see how Norwegian football is doing great in 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 the world." <laughs> Thinking that, <laughs> uh, more or less saying that Manchester United is a Norwegian. <laughs> Is a Norwegian team? I wouldn't have construed it that way, but I guess uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'd have to, uh, I, yeah, I really don't understand how you. What a moral. Huh. All right. Anyway, uh, not many audience reviews for this, but uh, I found, (laughs) I found one kind of funny one. Three and a half stars by Stephen B. This is a remake of a Danish film, which I did not see. It's only half all right. The critics seems to like it, which is surprising, and many fans, not so much. I'm sort of in the middle. It doesn't have enough action to hold it up, enough and not enough comedy, despite the lady in front of me, though. for it to make it, it neither fish or nor fall nor good nor hair red herring. I found myself drifting off from time to time and didn't actually feel like uh, ever feel like leaving. Actually, someone interesting and strong support roles and Lynn Nielsen uh, at his craggy best. Good if you have nothing else to do. A good diversion so this is actually built on a danish movie who knew okay uh i went to the facebook unless you have any more nope okay uh let's do a good one first um mike zagaria great movie not what i expected uh by that may by that i mean i didn't realize it would be so funny uh liam rules is what he writes Robert Schaefer says, uh, this is a must-see movie, well done as both a black comedy and has a great storyline. 
But Shelley Nordstrom says, uh, I am the biggest Liam fan of all time, but this movie was horrible. I have seen every single one of his movies, and I feel bad that he even had to waste his talent on this one. What a horrible, shocking, and cold, heartless story. Uh, yuck, wow. no. Uh, off to watch Taken or The Grey or anything else with Liam. Anything, is what she writes. So she was not happy with this. But now I'm going to get into the controversy, from mm. on Facebook. So let's see, where should I start with this? Uh, let's start, you want to start conservative side or you want to start, uh, liberal side? Liberal. Okay. Uh, Tito Mo Chita, Chitana, Ch Tito Chitana says, basically every role he plays is about how he's a bad father and loses one of his children to kidnapping or drugs. Like, really, this MFR wants... To believe he is 60 or 70 year old and can beat up and kill 30 men still? Delusional old racist SOB. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so you want him from the conservative side? Uh, William Fagan mm -hmm. says, I so wish I still went to see movies. This looks exciting, but no deal. Too many liberal actors trashing our nation and president and first lady. You don't get my money, honey. <laughs> Wow. I got another uh, conservative one because that one was funny. Uh, Dean Bergen says, Sorry, Liam, stop making movies that glorify violence and then talking smack on people that have the right to protect themselves. And I just spend my money on a movie with you in it. Till then, no thanks. Okay. Okay. Also coming up uh, this week, uh, the long-awaited sequel to What uh, Women Wants, What Men Wants. Is uh, it really a sequel? Yeah. No. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> but it's the same. It's the same. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's the same plot. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Four out of six on IMDb, forty-six on Rotten Tomatoes, forty-nine percent on Metacritic, and eighty percent of Google users love this film. Passed up twelve well-deserved uh, promos. Sport agent Ali Davis wonders uh, what she needs to uh, succeed in a man's world, hoping to find answers from a psychic. Uh, Ali drinks a weird concussion that suddenly allows her to hear. What men are thinking. Oh. Using her new... F yes, that's what I'm saying. Using her newfound ability, Ali starts to turn the tables on her obnoxious male colleagues while racing to sign the next base basketball superstar. So it is the follow-up to what women want. I guess, was that... Who was that? Was it... Mel Gibson. Matthew McConaughey? Oh, Mel Gibson. No, Mel, right. okay. Mel, Mel Gibson, yeah. And Helen Hunt was in it, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, this has uh, Taraj B. Hansen, Aldis Hodge, and Araja Badu, and Pete Davidson. Uh, yeah. That is quite a picture of Erica Badu there. Yeah, a fantastic picture. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like an evil, like, uh, a chimney sweep. 
she looks she looks a little like she she could be in the minion movie as an evil evil like henchman or something like that. She definitely looks uh, like henchman, yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna do the prodigy okay. next, thriller horror mm-hmm. film. Uh, Sarah and John Bloom are thrilled when their young son Miles starts to show signs of rapid development and extreme intelligence. Their family bliss soon turns into a living nightmare when Miles' behavior becomes increasingly erratic and violent by his eighth birthday. After seeking help from two experts, Sarah is horrified to learn that her beloved prodigy may be under the grip of a dark and supernatural force. This that what? Have you? Did you ever watch that movie Prodigy about yes. a little girl? Not, it's yes. not the same, but this is very similar. Uh, yeah. And it's literally called The Prodigy instead of Prodigy. And and, and it also reminds me of that uh, 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 Home Alone guy movie. Macaulay what was Culkin? his name? Yeah, he had a tra- a, tra- a thriller. Where he, the bad son or the good son oh, the or good something son. like yeah, that. You're it's talking called, about an old it, movie. Yeah. The good son where he like, yes. it also had, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, Frodo, right? Was in that movie, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Prodigy did, I guess I should say. Four. 4.1 out of 5 on Facebook, uh, 45% on Metacritic. I'm not seeing an IMDb right here, but let me look it up. Uh, I'm not seeing one. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Starring Taylor Schill, Jackson Robert Scott, Peter Mooney. Directed by Nicholas McCarthy. Cool. Uh, the third and last movie is The Lego Movie, The Second Part. The citizen of Bricksburg faced a dangerous new threat when Lego Duplo invaders from outer space starts to wreck everything in their path. The battle to defeat the enemy and restore harmony to the Lego universe takes Emmett, Lucy, Batman and the rest of the friends to far and unexploded worlds to test their courage and creativity. This has Jason Momoa in voice, uh, Chris Pratt, Alison Brie, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Shayton Tanning, yeah. So, yeah. it has 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 65% on Metacritic. I'm seeing the common sense media thing here, but I'm not even going to say it. Um, oh, Oh, come on. Tell me. It's got four out of five, of course. No, no. So, is Duplo the bad guy in this movie? Like, Duplo... I have no clue. You know, Duplo is like Legos for kids under four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, little kid Legos are the bad guy, I think, in this movie. That's kind of funny. Mm. So, which movie do you want to see? Can I try to guess? Yeah, go ahead and try to guess. It's definitely what men want. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the prodigy, I think. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, 
I would pick the Lego Movie too. I think Lego Movie would be the second number two for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have audibletrial.com slash another citizen. Go there. Yeah, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free trial and a free book. Uh, go email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com or do what Jeremy did and post it up on our Facebook. What are we doing next week, Fro? Absolutely nothing. Are we? I think we're doing, are we doing anything. I think we're doing some are stuff. Doing? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Do we do things on this podcast? Really? Huh. I hope so. Okay. We, it would be really boring. We'd just sit here like eating. <laughs> Fro would be like eating an apple. I'd be drinking a soda. And that would be all you hear. <laughs> well, welcome to irritating the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else that we have forgotten to talk about. Oh, I should. You haven't seen wrestling, I'm assuming. Or have you no. been watching? If you, if you want to, you could find those, you know, 30 minute. That's what I've been watching. The 30 minute recaps on right. YouTube. Um, SmackDown is really good now. It's got D- Daniel Bryan and the Becky Lynch stuff all happening on SmackDown. But cool. uh, everybody got really mad at Raw because at the very end of Raw, there was supposed to, it was supposed to be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, right? That's what we had seen or whatever because she won the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, and then right at the end of Raw, Vince McMahon came out and said, "Nope, not going to be that. Charlotte Flair is go- it's going to be Charlotte Flair for the title." And everybody got really mad. Wow. Yep. Uh, if you listen to that wrestling show, you can hear my ultimatum. Uh, I've said that uh, if Brock doesn't lose at WrestleMania, I'm uh, never ever going to cover wrestling again. I mean, you told me even, I don't know if it was on the show or if it was when we were watching the uh, Royal Rumble or not, but mm. you had said if... If WrestleMania doesn't turn out good, I think was your... Yeah. So you're making it even more concise with the Brock Lesnar thing, but I yeah. think you said uh, as an overall product, if it's crappy, you, you're just going to give up on it. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm, 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 I'm just not going to go... If I, uh, if I hear that it changes to something amazing, I will start watching it again, but WrestleMania is do or die for me. Sure. I'm I'm I, I'm not even going to allow talking about it on this show. Like I am I'm, I'm so fucking done with WWE that you have no idea. I I I I I hate how they are thinking and 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 what they they have promised us that they will listen to us and if they don't do that by making WrestleMania actually a watchable product instead of the crap they have served us the last two years. Mm-hmm. I'm just fucking dumb. Right. I mean... D-O-M. If something weird happens, we might mention it, but we've stopped talking about wrestling in general on here. You know what I mean? I yeah. didn't even... I watched SmackDown this week and uh, a Raw and SmackDown recaps this week. I didn't watch anything the week before that. I th- we watched Royal Rumble the week before that, but I didn't watch Raw. I just watched SmackDown. So it's like, I've gotten to a point where I, I'm at the very minimal level, and it's like, I feel like the same. Once you get to WrestleMania, it better be something that's really going to hook me. Otherwise, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a reason to stick around right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
I'm going to watch Elimination Chamber if you're going to stick around and watch it. I had honestly not. I had planned on not watching it, but if you're going to watch it uh, and I'm around, I might. Yeah, unless I'm uh, busy. But like, I had seriously, I had just assumed that we weren't going to watch it, bro. Because <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 depends if I'm going home on Friday or not because it's this fucking Sunday. I'm not watching it in the hospital. Oh, it is? It's this Sunday? Okay, I, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Alright. I think I think we're doing predictions uh, this week, yeah. Aren't we? Uh, no, we're only, Bill, we're only doing the No, show. no, I mean me and Bill. Yo, you I and Bill. Me I was and like, yeah. I, t- I think me and Bill are doing predictions this week. Alright. For I think it's a Sunday. Yeah, right. I, I'm not 100% sure. I watch anyway. Ryan and SmackDown recaps on on YouTube, and I, I don't even know, so there you go. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, uh, what will we cover next week? Uh, news of the week, I I hear that we sometimes do. That's um, right. We'll probably talk about Eurovision, I'm going to guess. If something, uh, if something is released, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's... Uh, uh, 16 countries or something that's coming with their songs this week, so I don't think we have a problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest, uh, uh, we are going to have another digital review of How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. I have heard very, very, very good things about this third installment of, of this trilogy. Uh, but I've said it before. I didn't like the two first movies. I have no fucking interest in this third one. I only ever saw the first one, and I thought it was it was probably fine for kids. But it's not. It's, a, it's okay. Right. It's okay. I, I was never hooked on it. No. Uh, I saw number two because. Uh, uh, well, why did I watch number two? That's a good question. I think it was something with a girl that wanted to watch it. I'm sure. Probably. Right. Thinking of. Um, then we do uh, what I'm maybe look, looking forward to most next week uh, because it means it, it's the last fucking time I have to talk about this. It's uh, Manifest Episode 16. The final. The finale, yeah. And we'll see what happens and we'll finally get to resolve if the statue will ever come back and yeah like i said if the statue come back and have a have a um i will not only if we see the statue if the statue has a a, a part of the plot i will give this say a 10 out of 10 if they fill in there's so many gaps that need to be filled in fro <laughs> remember the hieroglyph on this on the rock wall that got struck by lightning yeah, that's never that never got addressed again. <laughs> I know. They have a lot to do in the last episode. Uh, I can't wait to see how they ship on the wall with this. Right. Uh, and then we and they say they're going to yes. release or the, uh, like I said earlier, the whole thing is they're like we're going to reveal something new that's going to be change everything, and it's like. No, revealing something new is the last thing you need to do in this episode. You need to wrap mm-hmm. up all the old shit you brought up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, then we will do something really fun. We will do Oscars and Rassi predictions. That's 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 really really fun. Always fun. And yeah. so, yeah, it's our main topic. All right, Fro sounds really tired. So let's wrap the show up. Oh, yes, I am really tired. Uh, 
from United States of America. His name is Luke. And from the hospital, my name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 